GM, sir. Give me a second. I got to tweet this out real quick. Dude, did you just do that? Like, I, I'll let you explain it to me in a second because your panda, I, I love that hoodie. Yes, sir. Uh, Froggy Cyborg made this. Okay, give me two seconds to get this set up. Actually, do you got me? Because my AirPods have been bugging, so I'm not even sure if it's working. Yeah, 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 I can hear Okay. Okay, boom, tweeted it out. Give a quick retweet on it from the Ledgeart account. I know you're praying on Texas downfall. Five minutes late, I was. What's that? So I know you're praying on Texas downfall right now, but (laughs) hey, I'm actually going for Texas. Just because you won. Here's Someone. the deal. Oklahoma State fans, well, first off, they don't even deserve to be in there, right? Like, they they do not deserve to in the first place. They robbed OU in that game. The refs did at the end. That should have been a dub. And OSU fans are the type of people where, like, they will take the most lopsided, you know, like, I think OU versus OSU – it's a hundred, you know, like wait a second. OU OSU football record. Bro, did you see one of the frads killed uh, like a longhorn before the game? No, really? Yeah. yeah, it was like yesterday. That sounds like some Oklahoma State shit, man. Yeah. Um okay, so it is currently ninety. To nineteen to seven, and they call that a rivalry. <laughs> so yeah, no, they they're they're terrible people, and I, I I at least can respect the average UT fan. I I don't respect Oklahoma State fans. So um, yeah, just can't have them win. But I know you're going for the horns, right? Oh yeah, they're they're looking they're looking all right too. They're looking pretty solid. They're looking pretty solid along with the market right now. Yeah. Like, the market has been pretty, pretty, pretty nice the past week. It's been it's been fun, finally. Like, things are fun and things are moving again. Um, so what all, what all is good at like the side, so the froggy cyborg thing, that's not an actual like collab with the pandas, is it? No, no, he, Doing this for um, Hero or Hero. Oh, pronounce it. Yeah, Hero's like wag me, meow, cat, girl, whatever thing. That girl thing. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so do you get tokens by by making your PFP do that? Um, You know, I just trying to support a little bit where I can, you know. Okay, one of the things you're going to have to break down to me that was a meta that I completely missed. What the hell is the portal coin thing? I don't even wait, wait, 
You, you went out on me for a second. Okay, you're back. Because I feel like out of nowhere one day, I just started getting tagged with Portal Coin on everything. So I muted the word per- Portal Coin. <laughs> and I found out it was like a legit project later on. But it, I, I was so annoyed by the marketing tactics, which obviously it worked because it got their name out there. But I was so annoyed by the marketing tactics that I just muted everything to do with it. I'm like, I can't participate in this. Oh, same. And I'm, I'm doing the exact same. Uh, I don't even want to, I didn't even go to their website or read anything, you know, who knows? I could be fading generational wealth, but this, like, I am just simply not going to participate in whatever the fuck they're doing just because of how annoying like, the marketing is. So just like you said, I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to know. I don't know what it is. You get, all I know is you get points by tagging portal and whatever posts. It could be like, and people are now like doing clickbait ass shit and then tagging portal too. Like they'll make like a fake headline. I don't know. Either way, I agree with you. It's irritating. I have no idea what it is. And I honestly don't care too. Yeah, dude, that, that was my thing. I was like, rooster will tell me straight up if this is actually something worth looking into or not. Um, you know, like I already know that I missed everything generationally wealth wise with blast. I looked at that and I'm like, okay, it seems like a cool concept, but at the same time, didn't really fit the, because I feel like with blast, you needed one of two things you needed to be, you needed to either have a lot of ETH, right. To be able to maximize what the reward tiering was, or you needed the right, like, and I, and I actually learned this from the last space that we were on. And I'm glad that we had the conversation because of it, right? Or you needed the right people to sign up under your referrals. It wasn't like a blanket referral thing where you could have a million people sign up and compound based on everybody. You know, maybe eventually it got to that point. But to even get to that point, you had to have the right people sign up initially, right? I know, right? Like, who who limits how big your pyramid scheme can grow. Like, that's just, I don't know, it seems like negative EV to me. That was the thing with that. I was like, okay, I don't really feel too much FOMO as far as, like, that's concerned. But it's cool. You know, I like seeing that people are doing that. The only thing not cool about it, which I still can't believe, you know, I think it's just because of the names that were trusted in that space. They were like, yeah, you know, withdrawals don't even open until March. It's kind of a hundred you know, like 200 IQ move. If you think about it, like they're guaranteed to have that TVL up until then and give themselves a little bit of a runway as far as development on everything else. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, it's probably safer for some depositors not to even have access to their youth. If we're being, you know, hundred percent honest, uh, it probably will yeah. save them from themselves right. over the next six months. Honestly, <laughs> right. there are a lot of, a lot of people. Saved me from me. I am one of those people this past week. I blew <laughs> like all my shitcoin money quickly. Uh, oh no! In which shitcoins? What happened? Um, Devrug, which you know that's that's always uh, a risk. In which one was that? That was the banana. That wasn't the one you DM me to say yeah, it was, it was generational wealth, was it? No, I didn't. I just said throw dust. And okay. okay. I said throw dust. You said generational wealth. Check the DM. 
maybe I did. Maybe I did. Dude, it was a good meme. Like, they had, they had me fooled, dude. <laughs> they had me fucking fooled. Nah, yeah, Dev ended up ru- rugging. Um, so yeah, I, I wrote that off already. Um, and then the one dude, I, I bought, and I ended up buying like five different shit coins, just, you know, here, 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 here. Right. And I sold one shit coin after a two X because dev rugged me on other coins. So I was like, okay. Cause I was up in that. I was up probably like for a total position ended up being like up three X at one point, but I was like hundred X or zero. Like we, 300% in shit coins. Uh, like, I can't even be proud of that. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I was like, I was like, 100x is zero. You know, I'm sticking to it. I'm like, uh, is that what I said? And so I sell this other coin just to lock in a 2x, dude. I bought it like 300k, sold it 600k. That shit ran up to 35 million in 30 hours. No. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's the literal meme. It is the literal meme. It was the, it was the, that one was the go fuck yourself <laughs> one after Elon. And I had many opportunities to rebuy, but I, Dev ended up rugging on that one too. That's the thing. <laughs> I sold before the Dev rugged. Uh, he rugged like probably an hour after, after I sold it, like one or two million. Um, and then apparently the entire community was like, nah, go fuck yourself. But the thing was, the reason why it's like been able to run up is uh, so much is because the LP is less than two percent of uh, circular, you know, supply. So at ten million, I think the you, the liquidity is only like one hundred eighty thousand. So that's why it's been having like such huge swings. But no, just like I was saying, of course, you know, after I get rugged, I'm like, all right, let me lock in profits. This one, the one coin proceeds to one hundred and twenty x from my position so and i mean that that is the rule right like not the (laughs) exception that is the rule that is the rule it's always the one you sell the rule will be the ones you hold will go to zero yeah and the ones you sell will 100x like it is that simple um so you know dude the the funny thing for me so earlier this week or like actually last like last week dude i i had a you know really good week trading wise like i i was up like 50 60 grand you know and i was feeling really good and then at the beginning of this week dude it just felt like everything that i was sharing it, you know immediately like you know would mark a pico top or pico whatever and i just got in this funk where i'm like as i'm sitting there watching some positions bleed I'm like, I'm not going to tweet for a couple days. Like, fuck this shit. (laughs) I'm going to recenter myself completely unplugged from Twitter because I, like, this is messing with me. Because it becomes a mental game at a certain point, right? Where you're like, okay, you do whatever and you start to think about something jinxing it. Like, inevitably it will. It throws you off as far as your decision making, whatever your process, your plan is. So I, I just like unplugged for a minute. I'm like, okay, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to reset. And like, it worked, you know, I was able to make some better decisions, made, made some trades where, you know, believe it or not, like if a trade happens on an exchange and you don't tweet about it, it still happens. And there were, there were trades that happened that I did not tweet about that I did well. Right. So, you know, like, 
uh, I mean, heck, I'm in several of those right now. And, you know, like some of those that are running, you're like, ah, you know, like feels a little bit late in the game to really mention it. So, you know, retroactively claim the clout. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, so that was that was one of the things where I was this week, dude. I and I, I, I was just like in a funk, you, you know, like it hits you sometimes. And I was in a funk. I was debating whether or not to go to Basel next week still. I, I just 100% committed. I'm flying in. I'm pretty sure, unless somebody convinces me last second that Wednesday is worth coming, um, I'm flying in Thursday, leaving Sunday. So um, that's the current schedule right now. Hyped about it. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's the game plan at the moment, at least. So, yeah, like that's actually why I was five minutes late. <laughs> Excuse me. Five minutes late onto the uh, space, I was talking to the the, uh, the guy that I'm gonna crash with that lives up there, and um, you know, kind of game planning everything around the week, um, talking about some of the stuff that he's got lined up also. So that that's gonna work out. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm hyped about it. I think it'll be you know, it's one of those things. It's just good to get out of your like your comfort zone every year and there and go meet, see people because the people that understand you the most are the DJs that are in this space. And it really is just a different level of connection going to some of these types of events, right? Like I think that's something I highly encourage people to get out there and do that. If you're plugged in to this industry, it's by far the best way to network. I mean, these spaces doing whatever else and, you know, the telegram discord, whatever you're on the DMS, like they work, but they're not the same as, you know, going to a city and watching your buddy's girlfriend break into a locked parking lot where her car is stuck and, you know, like breaking it out basically, and then giving you a ride home. You know, they don't replace that type of experience. No, you're 110% uh, correct. Unfortunately, I'm not doing Basel this year. Got pandemonium the week after, which is, in my opinion, going to be the move anyway. It'll uh, it'll be pretty fun. I'm sure. I'm sure Basel is going to be just just as much fun. Um, but I haven't met up. I haven't been to a single panda event yet, and uh, you know, just too close for me to to swing those back to back. Uh, so unfortunately, I won't be in uh, Basel this year. But you should also pull up to Vegas next the weekend after. Hey, I mean, we'll see. You know my you know my feelings on Vegas. Though here's the the upside that I'll give to Pandemonium versus Basel. So I think the difference between something like Pandemonium and Basel is Basel is just bro, everybody's there. It's overwhelming, right? You know, you have so many friends there. So many events are going on. And, you know, one of the other things, too, it's like you can't take offense to anybody if, you know, say there are people there and I want to try to connect and I'm not able to because they have XYZ events lined out. They're not able to get you into it or you've got XYZ events that overlap with it and it just you're not able to connect. So you physically, you know, it's almost overwhelming to a certain extent. And then on top of that. Miami is a shit show that week. It is the worst week of the year to be in Miami. Like it's the best week, but it's the worst week. 
It is like being in New York for New Year's Eve, right? You know, it is. Bro, it's literally fucking $120 and the hour Uber ride with the fucking worst Uber driver ever that won't stop complaining about literally everything just to get to the beach well, from Winwood. <laughs> you know, that's the other advantage of crashing with my buddy is he he has vehicles that, you know, and he's sober. So, you know, if there are certain events that we can get to that have any type of valet, which, you know, you have to check ahead of time, but even that situation is a shit show. It's almost cheaper to be able to do that than it is to Uber to a lot of these certain things. But, you know, one way or the other, it's, it's not easy, right? Like, that's the point. Um, and there's always going to be somebody way more important at whatever events. So if you think that you've got a reservation, say at a restaurant, you know, and you are hyped about this, you've got it booked, you've got it planned, you know, don't count on it or don't count on it being on time on the restaurant side, because there's going to be somebody more important that gets there before you do that will like push you back. I've had that happen multiple times. Right. You know, so it's just one of those things where again, it is fun and it can be, but pandemonium, you know, you're with a select group, right? Everybody's together and everybody's there for the same purpose, same party, same event. And I just feel like it leads toward it being a lot easier to really connect on a deeper level with a larger group of people versus like spreading yourself thin at a lot of different events. Yeah, definitely, definitely both have upsides. Had a great time last year in Basel. Uh, ended up meeting a lot of people, going to a ton of events. Like we we rolled with a a great group. It was you know me, B Ways, uh, BTC, Nelsonius, um, PA. You know, a couple other the PA people and some some seals as well, and. You know, OXD, he was into goblins and stuff at that time. So, yeah, we ended up going to a, a lot of events, D-God's event, too. It was, a, it was a great time. Met a bunch of people, like Baroque, Thread Guy, um, at some of the events. Uh, but I do agree, yeah, you can spread yourself super thin. I think I only slept a total of six hours being there for three or four days. Um, and that was pretty awful. Actually, very awful. I don't ever want to do that again. Uh, part of the reason I'm also uh, decided not to do that and Pandemonium the next weekend because I already know Vegas is probably going to be a shit show, especially with BTC coming. Um, great guy to party with. I mean, like, dude's dude's a legend. Uh, so yeah, it'll it'll be fun. But I do agree, it's a it's a lot easier to. Uh, I, I wish Network BTC and were able to get on stage right now. I want to hear what he has planned, like because he had the Irish jig for St. Patrick's Day. So, like, what you know, what carol is he going to be picking up? You know, the ladies with this. Time? He's probably watching uh, Twenty One right now and <laughs> learning. 
he's like, this is what we're going to do when we get there. <laughs> nah, bro, that's just you. I'm kidding. That's like, but bro, that literally is me, though. I think that was me before my first Vegas trip. Let's see. When did 21 the movie come out? 2008. Okay. Yeah, so either either way, I definitely watched 21 the movie, and I was one of those guys that was studying, you know, for like a week or two, how to try to count cards leading up to it. And felt like, you know, felt like I had a decent system. And I got to Vegas, dude, and, you know, let's just say, one, even if I did have a decent system, I don't think that... I might have had a decent system for like sitting down with some friends with a deck or two, but you add in, you know, a few more decks on top of that into the mix. And then you add in a few drinks on top of that. (laughs) And let's just say, you know, whatever I allocated toward my spending capital each day was gone very quickly. And I think that's why though, You know, like I I told myself going into it, I treated it basically, you know, I do this with every casino. I walk in with X amount and I'm like, okay, you know, I used to do this back in, um, you know, college where I'd say, okay, I'll walk in with a hundred bucks and I, however long that lasts me, you know, it's like spending a hundred dollars to go out and, you know, buy a ticket to a game or something, right? You know, and if you go to the event or the concert, you know, you're not getting that. There's zero chance of you getting it back versus at the casino. You might actually get a return on the. So I like it was that type of discipline that I had. But that's also why Vegas sucked is because I always lost my money so fast that then my friends are sitting there still gambling at the table. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? Right. Like. So I, you know, it's definitely not the mindset that you have to have, you know, you either have to have the skill set or just the the effort mindset to really, I think, be able to push forward with that. There's only so many clubs that you can go to in a row for me without it, like really burning, burning out. So. So first time I went to a casino, you know, shortly after turning 21 uh, with my girlfriend and I. So, you know, a little bit intimidated when we initially get there. So I end up just sitting at a blackjack table with no one else there, right? Uh, and was just playing table minimum. I, I was up, uh, you know, a decent amount, actually. I was running pretty hot uh, as I first got there. And this, this dude just walks up and he's like, he's like, you running good? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay. Pulls out like 20 grand out of his pocket um, and then puts like, eight grand down on <laughs> the first hand, loses it, doubles it up, loses it. It's like, all right, walks over to the next table, pulls another 20 grand out of his pocket, does the same thing. I was like, oh, it's like, oh, Jesus. Uh, and then so my girlfriend, uh, you know, noticed I was doing pretty good. So she was like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> so I taught her, you know, basic blackjack strategy. So this was <laughs> on the, the first day. Uh, we end up going to bed probably three or so in the morning i wake up at like 6 30 and I, I roll over and she's like playing blackjack on her phone <laughs> for practicing i was like oh jesus christ what have i done man yeah dude that's like 
That's the thing. Vegas can be a really good time, and but you're always going to run into those type of people too, right? That are going to be the ones that, you know, I, I, I guess they've got, they walk in and rather than a hundred dollars, maybe their cap for what they're going to lose that day is a hundred thousand, right? Like, and they're going to walk around, they're going to drop it. They're going to feel nothing at the end of the day. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it, it is what it is, right? Like different people have different vices and that's one that I <laughs> somehow have managed to stay away from. So I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't even try to get myself wrapped into it because, like, again, that's the the two things with Vegas. It's just pure, like, you know, why uh, in, like, yeah, you can connect well with people from it, but it, it's just too concentrated for me to be able to really go out there and make the trip. I mean, one of these days, I'm sure I will be dragged into an event there, but you know, I I will try to fight. <laughs> fight away from it no i i don't think there's going to be too much like uh casino type deals um they got quite a few things lined up plus uh the ufc event as well um and then pandemonium and then dre's after hours after that and i know they're doing a karate combat event on the friday before but i'm not gonna fly until saturday uh which speaking of which the yeah what i won a couple of weeks ago or whatever karate's like doubled since then so the, the winnings have doubled doubled and pandas are still giving away through the end of the competition i think current value is like a million dollars um worth of karate token and people are like still fading pandas because bags is bald so it doesn't make sense now, Panda, uh, like, that's the thing. Uh, I remember Bags tweeting something out a few weeks back, and it was basically this thing, like, what am I not doing right? And I, you know, I, I replied back to him, and I believe it, you know, like, he's doing everything right. It's just a matter of right now, you know, yeah, you're, you're going to slowly start to see collections pop off. Like, love to see what's happening with the Pudgies right now. You know, couldn't be happier for those guys. Um you know, you're going to start to see that type of stuff happening. But the thing is, it's like not everything always happens at once, right? So you can see those trends start to move in the market. But, you know, like you, you just have to be patient, man. Like there will come a time where, you know, if you've been putting in the work, you've got the community, you've got the foundation laid out. You know, it, it, the rest just takes care of itself, right? Like, I'm a firm, firm believer in that. Because right now, realistically, we're still basically playing with just a small percentage of the old participants from last cycle. We don't even really have any new participants in NFTs yet. These are just finally people that really haven't been plugged in for a while. Maybe they've caught a couple W's and they're like, you know what? It's time to spend a little bit on something that hasn't moved much. Let's buy something and, you know, see what happens. And slowly, the way that you get new entrants to trickle in is as these W's start to compound, right? Like as people see, oh, man, like pudgies are really taking off. Mad lads are really, you know, killing it. Like, 
you know, here are these other big collections that are taking off. And then you hear about the random small collections and you hear about this random mint that actually finally didn't go to zero immediately. And it's still worth something. And you're like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe I'm interested in that. And it just slowly starts to compound itself. You know, a, people's blur airdrops aren't worthless, right? Like there are these things that are slowly compounding that I think are leading toward a bigger movement. And when that bigger movement happens, that's when everything, you know, starts moving for the people that have put in the work, right? The market moves for you. And, you know, at, at a certain point, people recognize whatever it is you've done. And hey, maybe it'll be your turn to outpace. But point being, we're still not even really there yet, right? We're just at that point where there's a little bit of traction starting to pick up. And, you know, the rest is slowly going to start to steamroll. You just have to continue to show up. Like, that is my belief still with the stonks, with everything else. Like, you know, and that's my belief with the rest of the market. You know, it is, you know, it's just persistence. Um, and longer yeah. accumulation leads to, you know, a higher pop-off, right? And True. especially with pandas and stonks as well. You know, my whole bear market strategy is, you know, trade things I don't care about to stack more stonks and stack more pandas. Um, so I, you know, I'm honestly not upset in like the lag of, you know, positive price action. Cause I'm still trying to stack more pandas. I'm so I've, I've won more money just being a holder than I've actually spent of my own on pandas, not even including, you know, being an early and, you know, the gains off, you know, just the NFT appreciation, like. I, I agree with Bags. I he or and I agree with you as well. Like I there's nothing he can do any better, killing it exactly how it is. Um I hope whales wait to grab some because I want to accumulate more personally. I'm trying to get at least ten uh that I hopefully will lock away and just not pay attention to. It's hard to I've been I've been struggling not selling my lab uh this past week. It's Oh, that's a yeah. It's like a ten X. The more that I've heard about lads and their integration with the backpack that's, exchange and everything coming up, I would keep your lad. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, it, like, but it's I'm struggling not taking profits after after a ten X. Like, I think I bought a lad for a thousand dollars. I'll say this, bro. When I when I had dinner with Soul Legend um a couple weeks back he he got me more bullish on lads and like that whole ecosystem than i have been on you know stuff in a long time i i'm really bullish on armani and tristan and what they're gonna like here's the deal i i'm mainly bullish on the exchange that they're building and what you know everything with backpack and they already have funding secured everything like that is already lined out and lads are basically just the proxy bit, right? So that's that's why I'm really bullish on that. That's something that has a clear upside. And it, it, the more that you know about Armani and Tristan and their background, like, dude, Tristan was an integral part of building a lot of the connections on the business side for FTX. Um, you know, I for like, you know, Armani was basically the dev god 
for a lot of different soul projects, as well as a lot of the different infrastructure for FTX as well. So you just look at some of that combo effect and it's like, dude, they are going to build something really big with that exchange. You know, it, it is going to happen. Like I would, you know, I, I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that's, and that's the problem with only ever buying one NFT. And that's, uh, it's completely my fault because, Oh wait, shit. We just broke above 39 K. So love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah. This is a major levels coming up. Oh yeah. Right now. <laughs> right. Right now. Uh, I mean, hey, I, I'm not going to jinx anything. I'm not even going to say it right now. I'm not trying not to say it. Let's get back to... Let's get back to <laughs> yeah, let's just but pretend thanks. nothing's happening. Pretend thanks nothing's for happening. the announcement. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I, I bought a lad because I did want to be exposed, you know, to that at least one of the top Solana projects, um, even though I had been rugged previously about 50 times on Solana. So I had a bad, uh, had a bad taste in my mouth, but I only ended up buying one. And I, I thought a couple times I went land shop, shopping a couple times. I actually wanted to get a Lassie. Uh, but then the pandemic happened on, on Solana. So then I spent like my 250 soul on all on pandas, which, you know, is never, never a bad <clears throat> move. And I ended up minting the alien. So it's still up massively on that. Uh, but, you know, I just, I didn't ever go, go back. I knew I, I'd been known our money was goaded. Like, obviously no one knew about the exchange until like Breakpoint or whatever it was. Uh, but, you know, I, I knew they were going to do great things. That's why I wanted to be you know, a part of their ecosystem, but uh, fuck, I'm shooting myself in the foot for not, <laughs> for not buying more, like, uh, and I completely faded Solana, Solana meme coins, so I was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, if we, if we sit there and count all the missed opportunities, you know, we could write, write novels, um, but yeah, you know, I, so anyway, like, it's, it's encouraging seeing a lot of that type of stuff slowly start to be built up. Um, and you know, I think you let winners run right now. We're in, we're in that type of season where, you know, you, you let the winners run if they have something solid fundamentally, that's really driving that as a catalyst, um, whether it be NFTs, coins, whatever the heck else it is. I mean, yeah, like obviously it doesn't hurt to take some profit along the way. Um, but that, that's one of the other things too, that I honestly think is really important is the practice of taking profit because, you know, if you are able to exercise that discipline now and learn to kind of like just shave a little bit off, have some type of system and be able to accumulate that dry powder, guess what? Whenever the next opportunity, like what you just mentioned pops up that you weren't even aware of, you've got dry powder to be able to spend on it. So you know, it, there is a healthy balance across the board for that type of stuff. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just, it, it's cool, man. Like that the market's finally just moving in that type of direction. You know, shit is, it's fun. It is fun. Um, so Eddie, welcome up to the stage. Welcome back, man. Um, how are you doing today? 
Doing good. I'm just in the middle of studying for law school finals, so bleeding my eyes out a little bit. Um, Other than that, doing great. (laughs) Um, But yeah, dude, like I'm just also, meanwhile, focusing pretty heavily on like, well, one, glad that ETH is ripping in large part because Bitcoin's ripping, you know, the whole market's moving up right now. Great. Um, And that always for for us NFT traders tend to mean uh tends to mean some positive stuff too so i'm excited i'm happy um bags are up life is good dude price go up nft goes down price go down nfts go down even more well i mean like the answer is while the price is moving pretty aggressively up yes people do tend to liquidate their assets um like at that time so you know like if solana's ripping like when solana was ripping a lot of the solana projects uh, re- retrace or like price corrected downwards but then as soon as solana stopped right like as soon as, as solana stopped dripping so it went from twenty dollars to sixty dollars and a bunch of those nfts you know went down in, in solana value as soon as solana collected itself and was like all right guys I'm, I'm done running from now i'm just gonna hang out here crab for a bit all of all of the solana projects went to the, like their yearly all-time highs in solana price so solana was at its yearly high and the price of the Solana NFTs also went to like gigacent, right? You know, was, that's how you have Mad Lads go from like $1,500 to $10,000 in three weeks. So yeah, even though it might suck in the short term and like, especially on Solana, I told them, I was like, hey guys, just so you know, while Solana's ripping right now, just get ready because all your NFT bags are about to send. They yelled at me. They're very, they're like, haven't you looked at the charts, Eddie? You have no idea what you're talking about. Meanwhile, a week later, all of their NFT bags sent to high hell. And it's just like, this is how this works with NFTs, um, which is the reason why they are an investable thing. Like if if they weren't, um, if this didn't work, there would be no whales in it because the whales would just collect the coins and they'd say, forget the funny cartoon pictures. But the reality is it does work. So that's why there are whales in it. And that's why, you know, they put so much money into these things because, that that thesis plays out and you see it on like you see it on penguins penguins finally got you know the boost of eth going up and then crabbing and you see the penguins shoot up you see the same with mad lads like the winners will win and like you were saying kaleo let your winner let your winners run the bigger like the better the project is on its respective chain the more it's going to benefit from eth running so i actually like a lot of people will look for the fourth or fifth or sixth tertiary project whatever that's going to actually do well a lot of times just like forget that and call consolidate your bets onto what's actually the best in its respective ecosystems so i don't know it's got me excited um i'm also farming the shit out of blur right now or at least i'm trying um (laughs) so we'll see i think that's probably like everyone basically uh, i feel like a lot of people are sleeping on blast um like yes blast tvl has gone through the roof i get it the whales understand the average consumer does not though like my and, and my referral link if anything is is very indicative to me because I, I went through all of my referrals and it's like maybe three people put in 95 percent of the referral ETH, and everyone else is putting in like 20 bucks because no one else trusts it um so it's just like Yes, the the whales are going to probably print off this and do well, whereas everyone else will be like, wow, this was an opportunity that we slept on. Um, And it's just like the same narratives play over and over again. And the best way to get Blast when it comes out will likely just have been via 
farming on blur because the uh you know like i'll just say this i have 30 eth or so in the black in my blast deposit and i'm i think like 900 on their leaderboard in terms of points whereas i have 20 to 30 eth farming uh blur and i'm like consistently top 50 so in terms of where you stand relative to others blur is not even like not even close comparatively and it's the the opportunity is there and it's just like uh, that this one smells like the, one of the biggest winners that we're going to see next year so I, I don't know i'm excited for that um other than rooster that, made yeah. a good point though earlier eddie where i was i was joking around about it like here here are the things that i said for it like i i think it's going to be big and i think i realized from the conversation earlier that we had a couple weeks ago one it will be big two it wasn't it didn't really fit you know i don't know it, it wasn't a fit for me but that doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities right like there are going to be opportunities that are fits for people across the board and all because something isn't something where you feel like oh you know this is something i really want to spend time capital whatever toward it doesn't mean that it's something that is going to be faded and it's not going to end up working out well the, the thing Rooster said that I think is actually laughably true toward it, not only are people farming with that, you know, honestly, at the same time, they're also protecting their ETH in a sense by not being able to withdraw it until March. So, like, the market looks pretty dang bullish. And, you know, there are a lot of people, when you have that dry powder just sitting there, it could be easy to make some dumb decisions. And this is probably one that's going to end up paying off. So from that sense, it's a little bit of a safer bet. I think, um, you know, you don't have access to the capital. And as much as that might be a bad thing for some people, it could definitely be a good thing for some people as well. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just say the expectation from like early early predictions is that whatever you put in to blast uh, uh, the beginning, like now, you know, every, every minute that goes by your expected return on blast goes down. Cause it's just less time that you have to be getting spins effectively. They're, they're rewarding the earliest depositors the most with spins um, just cause there's, you know, they've been in there for the more, for more time. But the expectation is that um, the expectation is that the more, how do I say this, uh, that it is going to be probably in the range of like, 25 to 40% of whatever you put in is what you'll get roughly in terms of USD value as blast tokens based off of people's rough calculations. So just like consider you get whatever you get, whatever you put in plus like 20 to 30%. Um, that's the anticipation, which I think is great. I think like it, it might actually undersell that that actually might be a low ball. I think it could actually do up to like 70 to a hundred percent if market timing is good. Um, and then, you know, as for there's like because there's three ways and then you also get blast staking, which a uh, blur staking. And if you stake a dollar, the expectation there is probably like a 100 to 200 percent return just because that's a higher a higher level of risk. And then, of course, like blur farming itself is likely the highest EV in terms of like dollar spent versus money you get back. But that's also because it's the hardest and most difficult to accomplish. Um, so. You know, that's kind of like how things are looked at, at least in the Blast eco. But there's so many, like you said, there's so many other opportunities to consider. So it's one of those things where, you know, it's a long game. And if you are low on liquidity, it's probably not the game for you. Like you, this is a game that will very strongly favor whales or people that have at least, to be honest, like 50 to to $100,000 
worth of spare ETH that they can kind of play with and farm with. So, you know, that's kind of, at least that's where I'm, where I'm thinking. And also Kaleo separately. Uh, DM, cause I, I'm curious on something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. Um, you know, like even like I brought up the hyperspace thing last week, like I ended up getting um, 162 AVAX from that season one from a few weeks where that's not bad. Um, and that was that was more from the ref side of things. Like, I think Minister of NFTs got like over 600 AVAX. Um, he just. Dude, he he referred a bunch of whales. So they had like one bucket for referrals and one bucket for trading points. So the people with trading, and I think there were equal buckets on each side. So it was like a 50-50 split. So the trading points, you know, I, I forget how it calculated out, but I think they, you know, they got a healthy amount toward the top for farming as well. And now for season two, a hundred percent of that ABAX is going to be put toward um the trading points and i like so i I even think it little things like that like i didn't think that they were going to drop that much man i really didn't you know i i was expecting to get like 10 or 20 i don't know i i didn't know what it would be worth you know i was kind of like a little bit pessimistic toward it but ended up being good and you know i look at things like that where you're like how do you get ecosystems kicked off you know like again when you're talking about the blur farming and people being incentivized to go back and be active in that again and the tokens actually going up behind it you know it just changes the dynamic between the perception for the entire space so it's one of those things you've got to be pretty blind now to not realize like the nft space it it, like it's coming right it it will be here it's just a matter of when neb my man welcome back to the stage how are you doing I'm doing okay, Kaleo. Thanks for checking in on me. Uh, it was a rough November from my beloved Detroit Pistons, which I'm just going to address right now so you don't roast me for it. <laughs> Bro, I, I was going to get to I that. I was going to get to I that. I knew you were, so I fired the shot before you could fire the shot. So I, I hope I was – it softens the blow. I don't know. I'm thinking about going to the game tonight. Anyway, what my man Eddie was saying – My man, Hey, quick – Pause. My man preseason said the Pistons were going to be like the Thunder. They're going to be at the top of the league. They are coming. That. They've got the squad. I, All right. I, pause. I'm done roasting. There's only so much pain one man can take. Thank you. It hurts. I don't know. We'll, we'll be on- Spoken as a true OU fan. Bro, we'll revisit this in a couple years. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's all. Um. No, but what Eddie was saying about, like, needing, like, 30 or 50 ETH to, like, be able to properly farm uh, something or farm an airdrop, that's kind of, like, what I've been thinking and how I've kind of survived this bear market by not having access to capital, um, by putting everything into NFTs that are not as liquid, um, is kind of how I've survived by not being an idiot. Um, So... Yeah, I just wanted to agree with what he was saying and see if you had taken the the future verse pill yet with the uh, expected airdrop for fluffs me? and everything. Are you asking me if I've taken the future verse pill? I'm asking everybody, bro. Kaleo, I know was not a uh, not a wait, guys. Pause real quick because there's a slight chance we might get rugged. 
my other phone, I just checked it. I was like, oh, the host is having connection issues. What's going on there? My other phone, apparently, while being plugged into the supercharger, is currently under a heat warning. So I am putting ice packs around it right now and praying that before the time that it says you've been disconnected for too long. Um, I think we're going to get rugged. Thanks, Clay. <laughs> so anyway, like it's out of temperature warning. We will see what ends up happening. And heck, this phone's at 2%. I need to plug in it. Like, damn, what am I doing right now? I'm sorry. I'm running all over the place. 